It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Joe Burrow addressed the media for the first time, well, in a long time. He spoke on his contract extension, on what's going on with Jonah Williams, and more. We'll break down the Bengals franchise quarterback's comments. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to this podcast on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts for daily coverage of your Cincinnati Bengals. And that includes Joe Burrow, who somehow, James, despite our normal tendencies to talk about him whenever we can, the face of the Bengals franchise, one of the faces of the NFL, Joe Burrow, we've managed to not talk about him very much in the last what month maybe focus mm-hmm. on the draft that's obviously not a very quarterback heavy topic despite them adding some weapons or protection for him that sort of thing but when joe burrow speaks we obviously listen and listen closely and james you were obviously there you had the opportunity to ask a few of those questions and hear him in person and a lot of really interesting tidbits in the joe burrow presser none more interesting I would say, than the contract extension comments. And I think that's where we start. No doubt, because that's the the question. Sort of looming over the franchise, looming over the offseason, as much as we could discuss T. Higgins or Jamar Chase or the offseason additions and their big Jonah Williams, which we will talk about those things. The draft, that entire draft class of 2023 is not worth what that Joe Burrow contract extension um, is value-wise re- in reality or, or to this franchise. And I think that that's obviously where we start. And Joe Burrow's comments, interesting, because he didn't just pass the buck and give the generic, that's up to my agent. I'm leave it, letting my agent handle that. We're not going to negotiate publicly. He could have said that and just been done. And instead, he acknowledged that he was involved in contract talks. Instead, he said, quote, I'm pretty clear on what I want in the contract and what I think is best for myself and the team. We are on the road to making that happen. And I think that that's encouraging, encouraging for about 50,000 reasons, not just the fact that this deal needs to get done for the franchise and for him and, and, and all of those things, but obviously all of the other deals that could potentially fall in line afterwards. So I think Burrow is aware of his his power 
and in wants to to get paid and wants long-term security. And at the same time, this, whether it's realistic or not, Jake, is going to open up the door now to the narrative of Joe Burrow might structure that very team-friendly, go the Mahomes style, even though it sounds like Mahomes is going to renegotiate his deal this offseason, or maybe take a little bit of a, a hometown discount to keep the band together. Like that chatter, which had kind of gone away a bit, I think that's going to come back now after these comments. Yeah, and we'll see. I'm very interested to see if that actually happens, right? Because there's not much of a precedent in the NFL for superstar quarterbacks at the top of their position taking a clear discount. Like even Mahomes' deal at the time, while it was seen as team friendly, it was also seen as holy crap, that's a lot of money. 10 years. Wow, what a commitment. And I mean, it was market setting at the time, was it not? Did, it was it set the market at the time. It, yes, it was. But it was looking at like the cap hits and everything like that, the structure. It was very clear that he did them a favor, even even in the moment. Yeah. But you're right. It was a heck of a lot of money. Yes. It, it, it was still a good contract for Mahomes at the time. And then since then, we've talked about on this podcast how there have been a number of really poor from the owner's perspective, quarterback deals recently. Russell Wilson, one of those. Uh, Kyler Murray, one of those. Certainly Deshaun Watson, one of those. Like all of these contracts that have happened recently for quarterbacks that have really accelerated the quarterback market. And, you know, maybe this is just normal inflation. But prior to that, I, I, th- I don't think we were seeing these massive jumps to the point where, you know, the Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes deals now in retrospect look fantastic for those teams and it's always the case right like there's always some inflation but the degree of that inflation and i could be wrong about this this is this is uh an intuition thing rather than a i've done the math thing feels like to me it's it's been a greater degree of inflation in recent years so given that that's already happened are we saying that burrow's not going to reset the market because that would be shocking and so if it's just a structure thing then okay sure but Mm -hmm. Uh, you'd be surprised, right? Wouldn't you be surprised if Burroughs, at least like per year, didn't set the market at the quarterback position? It's going to start with a five. I would be shocked if it didn't. And so, yeah, why wouldn't it reset it? I agree with you. I I think think team-friendly in Joe Burrow means structure that bad boy so we can keep your friends around. And outside of that, I I don't know how much is there. And, And just falling in line with that, he did say, Whenever you have guys on the team that need to be paid, that's always on your mind when asked essentially about T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, et cetera. He said, you want that to be a focal point, and so we're working to make that happen. And so I do wonder, because Joe Burrow is unique. There's a reason he's been able to completely flip not just the franchise on its head, but the entire city of Cincinnati. And uh, you mentioned it. NFL-wise, he's one of the biggest stars in the game. He's completely changed that franchise. And so maybe he does. Maybe he he finds a way to be the point man for all three deals. And, and it, it just comes together and works. That's just unprecedented. I think that's fair to say. Unprecedented. Because guys have egos, right? Even you don't become Joe Burrow without an ego. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins without an ego. Guess who else has egos? Agents. And so to, to get everything to fall in line to where – a team-friendly structure will work. I, I think that that's that, that's a 
it's far-fetched on the surface, but I wouldn't put it past Burrow. Much like being down 21-3 in an AFC title game against what many believed was the best team on the planet, and he got it done then, or insert the number of other times he's you know caught us off guard and, and surprised us, or, or maybe it's not a surprise anymore. I'm not going to be surprised if he finds a way to make this work. That said, I agree with you. I think that's going to reset the market. But that doesn't mean he can't structure it a certain way and work on the years and, and work hand in hand. And that's the part of it that I think is interesting too. Is It, it sounds like both sides think something's going to get done. And when you have that and it's just kind of a matter of when, not if, you can really find ways to negotiate and make sure it's the best for both sides. I think it's absolutely a when, not if. I, I, I am with you there. Like that, that's, there's no if at all. It's, it's just a when and it's what is, what is it, what is it going to look like? Is it going to be the four year, five year deal variety where they being Burroughs camp want to see, you know, what's the future of inflation because his future is so secure. You know, some of these other quarterbacks have gotten big deals. Jalen hurts similar had, had one major year of success, lost the Super Bowl. 51 million a year. Joe Burrow lost the Super Bowl AFC Championship game in back-to-back years earlier in his contract than Jalen Hurts, although they are the same age. No, Burrow's actually older um, by two years. But it's, it's hard to see him not eclipsing that number, right? So it'll be interesting to see what kind of model they follow, where the guarantees are, how they manage the guarantees, how they manage the proration over time. We talked with Andre Parada about this with his projected uh, Borough contract. That was an episode way back in the winter. If you want to go find that one where we talked with Andre and broke down the different contract possibilities and what he projected as a good contract idea for Burrow. And this was before some of these other quarterback deals happened. So he probably would need to adjust it now since some other quarterback deals have come down since then. But you want to know a fun fact, James? Go. Currently quarterbacks in the NFL that have a higher per year deal than Joe Burrow by virtue of the rookie wage scale and inflation, CJ Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, Bryce Young. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. That uh, wage scale stuff, you know, e- even the second pick, huh? Yeah. Just a few years later, the second pick still gets it. Yeah. But, and by the way, good for them. And, and th- that's the other part of this. He does have money, but he's about to get a whole lot more money. And I, I wouldn't put it past him, Jake. I wouldn't put it past him to take this weird team-friendly deal where people are like, what? CAA, who represents him, is like, what? What are you talking about, Joe? You're the biggest quarterback in the sport. You're going to be during this contract. And he's like, hey, this is what we're doing. I He is involved, him. right? So He's involved. It, I think that's very good news. If you're in camp, keep the band together. Mm-hmm. And he's got to be in camp, keep the band together, right? He's highly incentivized to do that. Well, I would much rather throw to the Bengals receivers than any other group that they're going to see, at least in the AFC. I'm not even thinking about NFC, but at least in the AFC, I I don't think there's a, a contending team that's in that mix. So, yeah, I think that if you're, you're Joe Burrow, you're locked and loaded and uh, you feel good about yourself going into against any of these, these top playoff teams weapons-wise. So let's continue this conversation. More takeaways from Joe Burrow. It's really the only time I think we're going to hear from him 
this offseason before training camp starts. So there's plenty to dissect, and we will do all of that coming up next, including, well, the shape Joe Burrow is in. And that's why today's show, it's brought to you by Built Bar. And I might have snuck Joe Burrow a Built Bar in the Bengals locker room. I can't confirm that, but I'm not going to deny it either. And he certainly is in great shape. I even joked with him about uh, lazy Joe Burrow. He said, uh, he said, obviously, he's been working out. You could see it. But I asked him, I was like, you haven't been working out, huh? And so whether you're working out a ton, whether you're not, whether you're just trying to get in better shape or you need that post-workout protein punch, Built Bars are perfect for you. And you can check them out right now at Built.com, B-U-I-L-T.com. If you want to look at them in stores, go to your local Walmart, your local Sam's Club, and you can check them out there. They're covered in 100% real dark chocolate, high protein. Low sugar, low calories, perfect for you, Joe Burrow, Dax Hill. Insert another player on the Bengals that is in better shape today than they were when the season ended. And so get yours at Built.com, Sam's Club, and Walmart. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Want to talk about the kind of shape Joe Burrow was in? He did set the internet on fire yesterday. Headband Joe Burrow was, it's, it's got to be one of the biggest engagement things I've seen from, <laughs> on Bengals Twitter Yeah, from, from every single demographic in, in the last, what, since, since the season ended, probably? I mean, it was everywhere everywhere and you know even and he sees it i know he's might act like he does it. he sees it and so he put out there the, the first day of school vibes mm-hmm. with with a couple more pictures that absolutely i think the internet was already on fire and then it, it burned down and they had to rebuild it good thing they rebuilt it quickly but uh you're right man he but that's the point right like that that's the point of this whole thing is would a guy of that magnitude, of that star, with that star power in the social media era, and he by far is the most popular Bengal, period. Like, not just in, in this decade or this. No, 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 no. Period. Like, I don't think there's ever been a time. Now, you could say, well, it's because of social media and all of those things. That's fine. Still, most popular. But the point is, is someone with that star power that means that much to a franchise going to take a team-friendly deal or team-friendly discount or whatever you want to say, hometown discount. That's a, a major question because he knows the the power that, that he wields. And, and I, I guarantee you it's even though you want to win that bad and you want to keep everybody around, it's going to be hard to say, all right, well, let's, let's make this a, a 5-1 or let's, let's take a, a little bit off the, the top here or – it's simply let's structure this a certain way, and, and that structure might not be as beneficial to my pocketbook long term. Yeah, we'll see what it ends up being. I, I think he's going to get his money. I think that he's going to do what he can to help the team keep T. Higgins and Jamar Chase for another contract. That doesn't necessarily cost Joe Burrow any money at all, necessarily. The way that they, they could do it, it just might mean he has to wait 
a little bit, or or maybe he takes more of it up front in a, in a big signing bonus. Who knows? Another fun fact, James, you mentioned most popular Bengal of all time, and social media is certainly a part of that. Uh, the quarterback position, a part of that as well. Who would you say is the second most popular Bengal of all time? Chad, right? Chad, Anthony, Boomer, yeah. in that order, probably. Yeah. And, and Chad has the benefit of social media too. Um, Lapham might be right after those guys, believe it or mm. not. Might be ahead of Ken Anderson, if I had to guess. And then you, you go you go kind of down the list. But I, if I had to rank it, that would probably be how I would rank it. Yeah, maybe recency bias is getting us there a little bit. I was just curious, so I looked. Chad Ochocinco Johnson has half of the Instagram followers of Joe Burrow. One point. It's not even close. It's three point eight million. Yeah, but Chad's got him on Twitter. But I think IG is more relevant than Twitter. Does he have him on Twitter? Chad does. Yeah, Burrow doesn't tweet. Burrow doesn't. No, he doesn't. That's true. It's the thing. It's it's kind of he's still got the old uniform as his Twitter pick. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, how many headbands are going to be sold in the Bengals Pro Shop in the next couple of weeks? All of them? I think they're sold out, or they're going to be sold out. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it, man. We should, we should get some – I don't know. You know, we had the shirts with a lock on them. We'd do headbands with a lock. I could rock yeah. a headband while working out. I would do that. For all Maybe of your race, voluptuous hair. Race Joe Burrow. Race Joe Burrow? That'd be fun. He would want me, but that would be fun. That would be fun. I could beat some Bengals, not him. I don't think I'd beat him. He's a pretty good athlete. He's a good athlete, and he's in great shape, as we've discussed. Yeah, Hopefully. all right. So, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about that a little bit. That's how we started. It, he's visibly, and I'm not going to get into to too much, it's the best shape I've ever seen him, in, including last year. When you talk about muscle, definition, but I, I think it's all good weight. I, I think he's really coming into what he's going to look like as a professional quarterback. And, and that was part of the, the takeaway too from his, I think it was 16, 17 minute news conference is he's been through the off seasons now a couple of times. And yeah, some of them were shaky he had the ACL recovery last year. He went through the entire off season. It's just things went awry, right. As, as camp started. And so I think this year, this off season, he has a routine. He's upgraded a few things, updated some stuff, of course, training wise, but he, he's gotten into a rhythm and he must just be eating chicken built bars and greens because he's, he's eating healthy. He looks the best I've seen him. He's got, I'm sure a fantastic trainer. He mentioned by name, his name's Dak, his trainer. I'm sure he has an excellent dietary regime going as well. And the thing that you hope that translates and parlays into is a full off season. And, Right, we knock on wood. As Paul Daner did when he asked Joe Burrow about it in his presser today, mm-hmm. and Burrow acknowledged the importance of getting through the off season and having that normal off season and getting through training camp because he spends so much time refining and mm-hmm. and finding little weaknesses to improve. He talked about that as well. And if you lose time to rehab to recovery from a surprise surgery. And you lose weight and you got to spend more time in the weight room. It's just taking time away from him doing other work, which he clearly does. Like he does take some time away to decompress and everything. And he's talked about that in the past, but he spends so much time because of his work ethic and the kind of competitor he is working on 
improving various aspects of his game. Said they've been throwing for two weeks. He's been working on things in those sessions, right? Working on, he talked about using, using your imagination when you're working on air to get yourself prepared for game situations, certain defensive linemen winning in certain ways, having to throw from different arm slots, all these different kinds of things that he's been working on all offseason. And so getting to do that without interruption, mm-hmm. without losing time, could only be good for a team that last year kind of stumbled out of the gates and can't really afford to do that again. I agree. I think it's kind of wild looking back. And I, I've gone through my phone and you, you bank you bank stuff and you try to save stuff from each year and then you clear space on your phone. And uh, partially because Quinn is more important than Joe Burrow when it comes to my, my cell phone storage these days. And so... Uh, I, I went back and I, I was going through some of the 2022 stuff and it's, it's crazy how different he looks. Mm-hmm. And he, it was kind of, it was a scramble drill, I think to get ready for, for that, the start of the season last year. And it was a, a much more serious procedure than people realized in the moment. And he's a fighter and he wasn't going to not play week one or week two, but he's so much leaner than he is now or was even towards the end of last season, obviously, but he's thicker now. And, and it's like good weight compared to last year where I think it was, let's get the weight on just so I can get through this year and, mm-hmm. and make it through. And so I am kind of curious to see the the steps he takes, you know, there's, there's some MVP hype, like you mentioned, would not be shocked if he, if he makes that push, but he talked about some other stuff. I think we should hit on what he said about Jonah Williams, Orlando Brown, Jr., and so let's uh, let's dive there. Let's go into that a bit coming up next. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Joe Burrow talked about what's going on with the Bengals' offensive line. The excitement of bringing Orlando Brown Jr. into the building. Jonah Williams, a topic of conversation as well, James, and it's kind of the similar line to what he took with Jesse Bates last year on Jonah Williams in some ways. Mm-hmm. Really important to this team. Hope we have him here. We understand it's a business. We're going to support him either way. Speaks to the culture of the locker room, the closest of some of these relationships, and at the same time, I think an awareness that he's probably going to be the right tackle this year, barring some unforeseen developments at this point. Yeah. I, I think that's the part. Get get on board now because I would be surprised if it's Jackson Carmen. I would be surprised if it's anyone but Jonah Williams because they believe in Jonah. 
I talked to Ted Karras about it earlier this week on CBT and same thing, asked Joe a similar question. And he said, we love Jonah. Jonah has been a big part of our success the last couple of years. So hopefully we have him back, but business is business. And Jonah thinks and whatever Jonah thinks is best for his career, what he's going to do will support him in whatever he decides. There's a lot of ways you could do that, but it's pretty much, Hey Jonah, I got your back. We hope you're back. And everyone else around has kind of pointed to him coming back. There was a report out there a few weeks ago, I think it was, saying that he planned on coming back for the mandatory mini camp. Ted Karras seemed to, to think that uh, and didn't say those exact words. But when I talked to him, I think Jonah is going to be back, is going to be at right tackle. And I think that's good. I think that's a good thing. Even if you're on Team Jackson Carmen or Team Lyle Collins, well, there's definitely some flaws in their game, whether it's health, inexperience, all of those things. So having Jonah around is is not a bad thing because he's, one, probably your best option. And even if you don't feel that way, he's another option that at once upon a time in 2021 on the Super Bowl team was their best offensive lineman by far. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's a world where Jonah being around is a bad thing. I think a lot of people, we've talked about this a few times, think that he's some awful, terrible offensive lineman now, which... Or that he's going to wreck the locker room because he doesn't want to play right tackle. Like, that's just not him. I mean, he played through a dislocated kneecap all year last year. It's also not the locker room. Like, it's hard to imagine that happening in the current iteration of the Bengals locker room with the leadership they have in in place with, with the kind of way we've seen these relationships happen in the last few years. I mean, you've heard Orlando Brown talk about this too. I mean, all these newcomers talk about this stuff immediately because it can be noise, right? Like it can be, you can hear about this all the time. It can't just be talk. Like, yeah, we we have a great locker room. We have great culture. We have all this stuff. Then you hear new guys getting there and like, oh yeah, I see what they were saying now. I haven't Mm -hmm. actually seen anything quite like this before. And that, that trust factor while it is kind of an, an intangible thing where it's hard to quantify and all that stuff, hard to argue that it's not important and not a factor in how these guys have managed the success they've had in the last two years. Agreed. Agreed. I think that's the aspect of it where no one's going to be mad at Jonah for his request. And whether it's, and let's just say you hate Jonah. Right. I'm saying Bengals fans, because there are some that just do not want him on the team. Mm -hmm. Well, the two biggest leaders on offense, and I think that's fair, Ted Karras, and I I wrote an article about it too, but it's out there. Just check it out Um, if if you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about. Ted Karras and Joe Burrow. So leader of the offensive line and Joe Burrow, leader of the the new world when it comes to Bengals football. Mm -hmm. uh, They both – Say say those things with Jonah. He's going to be welcomed back with open welcomed back with open arms, and they're going to be like, "Hey, you you are bothered. You're upset." Everyone's going to get it because they would be upset in that position as well. But it's going to be time to get to work, and so I, I think when it's time, he'll get to work. Not that he's not working on his own. Tyler Boyd working on his own right now, worth noting. And so yeah, I think uh, I think Jonah is going to be just fine, and the Bengals are going to be better with him than without him. Yeah, the, you mentioned Tyler Boyd. I, I agree with a lot of what you talked about there. Even if he's depth, like you could do so much worse for depth. Than, I mean, how many times 
in the in the unlikely world where Jonah Williams is your swing tackle. Oh. I mean best swing may- tackle they've had ever, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe you go back to Anthony Collins was a, was a yes. swing tackle. He was yes. really good off the bench. That, that's was. the one that comes to mind for me. Yeah. Jonah's pretty easy to make the argument that he's he's he'd be better in that and, role. And, and not ever. I don't go back in the history books and look because the Bengals have had some good offensive lines, great tackle right. play. I'm not, but it would be a heck of a problem to have. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why Jonah comes back. Jackson pushes him for the job or is the swing tackle. Lau gets a clean bell of health. All of those things. That's yeah. great. And yeah. we'll need to see what happens with – there's a bit of a logjam there, money-wise, at the tackle position. So I, we'll, I want, we'll need to see what happens there. Everyone talks about restructures. I, I wonder if Lau says, man, I'd rather be here in this locker room, the staff that knows me, than go back out there where I'm not going to get paid anyway coming off of an ACL. You never know. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens there. Speaking of Tyler Boyd, you mentioned he's working out on his own because he wasn't there today. I, I assume is why you bring that up, right? Yeah. Also, the, the only other non-Jonah Williams, non-injured player who wasn't there, I think Terrell Basham was not present. From what I've seen. Uh oh, holding out because they picked Miles Murphy. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, OTAs optional. Optional stuff right now. But most of the yep. team's there, which is also good news. There's some other interesting comments from, from T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, James. Do you want to get into those today? No, nah, I said we hold those. We talk about Uno. We talk about five, not 85. Because, well, I might be able to work on putting some clips together so you could actually hear their voices and not yeah, have me so ad-lib those next show. We'll, we'll hear from T. Higgins and Jamar Chase via their locker room there were locker room interviews on Tuesday. Some some interesting stuff on the contract. Joe Burrow's contract, D. Higgins' contract, Jamar Chase's goals, perhaps, for 2023. It's always fun to hear about Jamar's goals because his first goal, everyone remembers, was to break every record in the Bengals' record books. And uh, he's probably on his way. He has a great chance of doing that the way his career has started and how young he is. But we'll, we'll get into those topics and more on tomorrow's show. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. As always, thanks for listening. day, and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.